Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page, and feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 45, Skitari. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark and uh, we're recording live from my parents' basement. That's right. Which is always fun. My parents' basement. I don't understand why it's we're recording live. I think Obviously, just, when you were recording, yeah. you were live. Yeah. And, and once right you submitted it, it's, it's then no just a recording. Okay. Yeah, I don't... Well, I guess... Uh, anyways, I guess uh, culture has affected me in a deep and meaningful way. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, joining us today is Steve. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Good to, good to have you back. Yeah. Good to be back. By, uh, by popular demand. Yeah, popular I, demand, really. Yeah. Well, and by back, I mean I never left. I was just You were under the, the bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what those uh, noises were. <laughs> I, I was the reason the downstairs blanket was upstairs. <laughs> uh, and then also joining us today, we have Colin. Is there any doubt that i was going no. to be on this episode of course <laughs> i think it would have been the ultimate insult to you if we hadn't had oh, you on for, no for sure i actually would have gone and just created my own episode yeah and just yeah. posted it on the facebook page people have been like it's just him by yeah, himself well, why is he just recording off his iphone while he's walking and he's like hey guys so those losers at Lorehammer." <laughs> or i could just do impersonations of your voices and uh, talk to myself for uh, an hour or so i don't think you could get away with saying what i say though i wouldn't want to you Mark. that's why right. no no one <laughs> So what are, we, what are we talking about today? But today, uh, obviously, is going to be great for Colin, because it's always a good day when Colin's on our podcast. Oh, I, I don't know what I'm you. going for there. But today we're talking about Skitari. Uh, we are talking about the military branch, uh, one of the military branches of the Cult Mechanicus. <gasps> The Adeptus Mechanicus, even, some would say. Oh, God, yeah. No, <laughs> sorry. I just There's so many <laughs> words floating around. There's a lot of Mechanicums, Mechanicuses. Each yeah, one has... Cults, mm. Adeptus. Just put cyber or tech in front of everything you say, yeah. okay. and it will uh, be applicable. So, so when I, I go... And add us. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you can just say, hand me the cyber water, or yeah. can I I'll have go that fill techno up, burger? I'll go fill up my <laughs> cyber water bottle mm-hmm. with this techno water mm-hmm. and we can really get our neurocircuitry flowing perfect with uh, get the cogitators working that's right that's, <laughs> that's a good one um but before we get started there are a couple uh housekeeping items we need to take care of first is we need to say a thank you to our newest patreon brian mm-hmm. obviously thank you. thank you so much for contributing to our podcast uh i'm gonna say this every time and Mark's going to tell me how ridiculous I am. Yeah, but yeah, obviously, yeah. guys, we would not have done this without you uh, and your uh-huh. contributions uh-huh. Uh, because I would not have sunk more money into this. Uh-huh. Would you have, Mark? 
I don't have money to, well, exactly. to begin with. So we couldn't have oh, money. Oh, my God. <laughs> you you could just not I... buy models for a month and then save well, your money. Well, come on. Let's not get carried Priorities. Here. you yeah. got to have priorities. priorities. Yeah. We like, still need to talk about how my last two checks have bounced, guys. So. <laughs> You're getting paid? No, well, from them, but uh, I haven't <laughs> well, been able to cash anything for the last two checks. <laughs> Hermit was way too expensive. We used oh, all our money on him. The real problem is Brian. He's a cheapskate and probably only donated $1. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So you wow. can email him. I'll give you his email. Perfect. You no, two can hash will out payment. We, we blew the budget on techno water this time. <laughs> <laughs> All our cyber water bottles, yeah. Um, but Mark, you also another got thank you goes out to uh, Wolf One One Zero Three. He took the time to count how many times Eric said, "That's right." Say it so people know. That's right. <laughs> in the last episode and it was 44 times so, so uh, can we beat your record i someone uh, i was telling that to someone uh to nathan who we play with all the time but i still hasn't been on this podcast because yeah, yeah, he's a he's a lazy son of a bitch <laughs> just kidding no i want him on here but uh he looked at me dead in the eyes as i said that and he's like eric that's right. <laughs> and we're in the middle of the university and I just burst out laughing. Does that mean you have your own catchphrase now? It's not even mine. I stole it from my roommate. <laughs> it's not mine. I'm ashamed of that. Um, but we also want to get uh, just have a little fun before we get started. And Colin is we're going to play a game that he created. All right. So this game is called Skitari Upgrade or Real World Headline. Oh. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do ooh, is we are ooh. going to uh, we're going to be hearing a couple of different news stories, and your job is to find out whether it is a fictional tale woven from the Adeptus Mechanicus and the Scutari, or if it's actually a example of real world tech, cutting edge tech here on Earth. Okay, I'm ready for it. Okay. Let's now, see what you got. Couple questions. Mm. I hate being wrong. Mm. Yeah. So am I allowed to use Google? Uh, well, I, I'll just turn the iPad so you can see the answers okay, while the other two can't. No, because okay. that's assuming he can read that fast. That's, <laughs> that's assuming he can read. Yeah. <laughs> the so. lessons are working. It's just, it's a slow, it's, just, it's, it's a process. Taking, yeah, it takes Baby time. steps. <laughs> All right. So are you ready for the first one? Yeah. Okay. Lay it on us. <clears throat> Let's open this up. Scientists invent legs that can feel like real legs. Go true. ahead, Mark. True. Real world headline. I'm saying true as well. That uh, exists in real life. I'll give it to our real real world scientists. That seems like it might be a thing. Mm-hmm. That's right. a three for three. Yeah. All right. That was really quick. So um, it is true. That's right. Uh-huh. Yep. I, I kind of doubt. Seen, <laughs> have you seen they're making hands that yeah. move and fingers that operate individually yeah. that are also covered with skin like things that can tell you what you're touching? And so, because yeah. one of the big problems with um, bionicle prosthetics it's is that pressure. you crush. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pressure. Because you don't know what's in your hand. You don't yeah. know how hard to grip. You, you, yeah. But they're creating these things where you can actually feel what's... It, it's Science fucked. is wild. So this was out of MIT. And uh, so they led the research. And what they did is they um, uh, did tests on seven people uh, who received these improved uh, amputation uh, aug- uh, augmentations. Now, did they amputate these people? No, they, that's right. They, they ground <laughs> the <laughs> No. Uh, but what they did is seven they- Seven random people off the street. <laughs> one of them could be you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't walk past the MIT. Have you heard of the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they were able to wiggle robotic feet, climb steps, and do other tasks 
that many of us take for granted. And uh, they were doing this with no major delays to their bionic legs interpreted by the brain's instructions. We, it's on, we're so close. Yeah. Like, it's disgusting. You know, <laughs> I'm ready. I, and I don't feel like the Mechanicus would give you feelings in, their, in your legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I that, think that's an option they would skimp on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, there's, not re- important. there's reasons you- for it and reasons against. <laughs> if you're on a battlefield, you get shot in the leg, you're going to turn those sensors off. Mm. Yeah. So here's, here's the next one, okay? Ready? The U.S. government invents drone with the thought patterns of a combat veteran. Wouldn't that be a real-world headline because you just said the U.S.? Well, is, does it exist in a real world, or did the Skatari create something with a thought pattern of a... Oh, okay. I'm going to say Skatari has done that. I don't think the U.S. government has mapped a brain yet. No, 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 and especially not a combat veteran and, like, dug into his experience mm-hmm. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that's an skatari upgrade yeah all right so this is a <clears throat> false this is not true this is not a real world headline Damn the brain is too complex no, we're, we're good mark at this point um we should what? give him my brain <laughs> didn't we talk last time it was here we were talking about who gets the brain and who gets the body <laughs> we don't want your brain mark we are quite fine. i'll take the body though <laughs> what? Right. Oh. stop looking at me like that mark you know it's for science all right <laughs> Here's the next one. Military increases lethality by adding augmented reality eyes to 100,000 soldiers. Eyes. <laughs> Somebody else go. No, there's no way that's true. No, that's got to be Skitari. Yeah. I don't think they can make like a robot eye that's as good as ours they right could, now. Like, we we could do like... Um like virtual reality stuff where they put a screen in front of you and then they could augment your reality, like putting a camera on the outside and a screen on the inside and it could give you like different like uh, spectrums and mm-hmm. stuff. Like I think or that's like a, true, or like but I don't think they're giving you heads up displays about different yeah. combat information, which is exactly. very essential for this topic of the Skataris. So. Yeah, but I don't think they're replacing eyes. Okay. They could give you like your health counter on your HUD to just be like a one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. One bullet will do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this one. Oh, Mark, what did you say? Hmm. Real world. You think that's real world? <laughs> Guess what? This one's a tricky one. Uh, although they are not truly eyes, they are called hololenses, and this is true. What? Uh, U.S. soldiers are going to be wearing Microsoft damn, AR goggles. Uh, the U.S. Army just bought 100,000 of them. Treat them as a goggle, but if you look at a Skatari with the eye implants, which are effectively these discs, they look the same. It's like a lens that you look through? Yes. So uh, is it like you get laser eye surgery and they like sculpt your lens? Do they stick something in it then? It is an over-the-eye augmentic. So you so can so take it's it like off. A, it's like a contact you can lens take them almost. Off. That said, there's also a lot of speculation that as technology gets smaller you're not going to need the over the eye goggles you can actually do this contact lenses or at least something that sits over top of your eye and then cables feed into it so imagine having uh, contact lenses (laughs) that had cables running directly into the tops of i swear i've seen a movie where a guy had a contact lens that had a little spike that went into his eye it was like a mission impossible or something next one New fabric cools or insulates depending on its environment, allowing war to be waged in the most hostile of environments. Real world. Oh, I'll say that's real world. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's the U.S. Real. Army has invented a blanket. That's like Reverse 10 years ago. Reverse engineered it from alien material that they found. Well, next sure. to the microwaves that they yes. also took from the aliens. Yes, absolutely. So, again, important for Skatari and the robes that they wear. This is 100% real. Yeah. Uh, allowing people to uh, to go and uh, keep a lot of the technology that they are wearing in a uh, controlled environment just by closing the cloak around them. Um, 
it's a small thing you think of because if you're out in space and all the technology is exposed, we think of spacesuits. We think of how that stuff frees and you have to insulate and protect uh, circuitry. Well, this is a way of doing that. Yeah. And let me, uh, let me do one more here. Uh, let's see. Scientists insert conductive crystals beneath Into the anus. S- <laughs> Not quite. Uh, oh, beneath the damn. skin. <laughs> no longer interested. <laughs> uh, to harvest the electromagnetic energy, which can be redirected at opponents. Skatari. I, I wish that was real, but I'm going to say it's Skatari. Mm-hmm. Crystals. Rectal- it just sounds too much like Reiki for me. <laughs> Rectal <laughs> crystals yeah, no, to exactly. blast your enemy. No, those are like a. Yeah. Str- what are you saying? No, it's it's fake. Straight it up electro priest. It is straight up electro priest. Oh yeah, yeah. buddy. Uh, it's actually it's not technically crystals. It's a tattoo. It's a neurocircuitry. It is electro tattoos. No, yeah. oh, so it's like an ink that like functions as circuitry along their body. Think of it like those it's like chi. Yeah, well, think of those three D pens where you can actually draw and the ink ends up as you're drawing upwards. Yeah, yeah, it's like this. that. Uh, I have a bonus round. Last one. Mm-hmm. Um, Sudden death. <laughs> uh, this is for all the Wait, marbles. Who, we're dying? What <laughs> if you get it wrong? Oh, okay. I'm a, a Skatari Vanguard. I'm filled with radiation. You've been oh, dying this whole time. Yeah, slowly. Oh, God. Uh, scientists connect the brains of three people, letting them share thoughts through a neural link. Real world. What? Really? Oh, yeah, buddy. Science is fucking wild. <sighs> share thoughts by a neural link. I cannot think of two people I would want to be mind-linked to, honestly. <laughs> I'd be fucked. Well, hurt feelings, first of all. Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta say, friends, I don't think that's real. I don't think they've truly shared thoughts. It's like a, like a weird human centipede kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> a very different level, though. <laughs> Let's, uh, I'm going to say that's from the game. Okay. And the answer is, drum roll, drum roll. True. Oh my. Hot damn, I'm good at this. October 2018. Um, which will oh, that's the very new. Very recent. Um, they were able to hook up three people through a, a combination of electrocephalograms um, and using transcranial magnetic stimulations, or TMS. Oh, of course, yeah. I know what I'm no, talking about. No, I know this. Yeah, sure. Now, uh, is this a sci-fi episode, or...? <laughs> neurons were able to be simulated using magnetic fields caused by people's brains, allowing three people to work together in something called a brain net. You can look <laughs> this up. This is getting really close to the sort of um, new sphere of technology. Yep. Do you want Terminators? This is how you this get Terminators. Like, so, so as the clear winner of this, okay. thank you, first of all, for showing me the answers. You're, you're, <laughs> but what do I get? You get a firm high five. Here we go. Hands up. Ow. That was firm. Well, it was on one side. <laughs> My side was decidedly soft. <laughs> yes. There's wow. lots of give in Mark's I, wrist. That brain one is pretty crazy, actually. That's nuts. Um, But now that we are thoroughly entrenched in the realm of augmentation and what is real and what is not. I know what's real and what's not. Step into the purple door. Purple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But let's let's buckle down, guys. Let's get right into uh, the Skatari. How does that sound? Sounds good. I've got a quote that could help start us off from one of the books. Absolutely. Right. To an enemy of the cybernetic soldier, though the enemy of the, the uh, cybernetic soldiers might appear as machine spirit guided robots, the Skatari were more than just hydraulics, gears, and processors. They hated with the hearts of men and dreamt the glories of the Omnissiah Ascendant, a day when all true constructs of flesh and irons might be connected as one. So that's definitely a real world headline. That's awesome. Yeah. What's that from? Uh, that's from Skataris. <laughs> 
New York. New York, yeah, New York, York Times. <laughs> New York Times. Uh, the Guardian. No. <laughs> What's it from? Uh, that's from Scatarius. Uh, if you're looking for a book that's just like a, pretty much a Scatari love letter, uh, this is the one you pick up. Yeah. That was a good book. Did you read it? I listened to it on audiobook when I was uh, running a loader. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good, yeah. It, it you really of... felt one with the machine while you're loading stuff. <laughs> well, it was, it was pretty saw... nice, too, because the loader was new enough. It just had a joystick. Ah, so yes. I was just, like, lounging down like this, <laughs> just fucking doing my thing. I, uh, I saw this one meme a little while ago, and it's like... Uh, People who drive cars, right? There's two different people, automatics yep. and manuals. Yeah. And people who drive automatics. Yeah, I drive an automatic. People who drive manuals. I drive a manual because I'm not a bitch. And when I drive a manual, I feel like a man. And when I shove that stick up my ass, I really know that I'm driving a manual. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like. I've been that... shifting wrong my, this entire time. <laughs> is that what it really feels like to attach yourself to the machine? I think that voids the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not prepared to drive my car like this, I think. Anyways. <laughs> wanted to share that thank you nice little story nice little image that we have now oh you shouldn't be in mark don't <laughs> it's nice don't think about uh, it honestly i'm scared of my car's gear shift it's like <laughs> you can take it oh yeah it's, it's, it's on the lube you just gotta sit down slow <laughs> all right let's talk about uh scutari so the first thing we're going to talk about is uh the mechanicum or the adeptus mechanicus and scutari's purpose um and the mainly being because when the mechan- Mechanicus was the Mechanicum, so this is before the Schism of Mars, before the Horus Heresy, um, the Mechanicum wasn't supported directly by the Imperial Navy or its armies. Yeah, like they, they were their own empire. They, they developed, Mars developed differently than Terra, they yeah. ruled differently, they advanced differently, so they, they needed their own protection. Yeah. And they did this through the Skatari. Yeah. The Skatari is basically a catch-all term for, like, all their uh, infantry, all their tanks. It, it includes a whole vast array of things. Um, but, yeah. So, the existence of the Skatari predates the Imperium. Yeah, and it's interesting to note that it's older than yeah. the Imperium of Man. We, we were kind of talking, like, when we thought it would happen. Like, like when would the Skatari actually like come of come around and be like a thing yeah and like really about a hundred years after elon musk lands out there yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of thing or yeah. he's probably developing robot legs as we speak well who do you think's heading this thing where they can go upstairs and stuff i got i got my ticket for the uh the flight out there i am going i am ready my body is ready <laughs> i think you need a few more augmentations i'll get there i just had one recently so actually whatever it takes whatever it Whatever it takes. If you want, I can wrap some electrical wire around you. We can get you some electrical Some tinfoil. Tinfoil? Yeah. yeah. We're going to do this just for uh, for the Facebook and Instagram. Just me, like, yeah. wrapped in tinfoil. But, um, they've, yeah, Colin's Crux Mechanicus. <laughs> Low-budget Skatari cosplay. <laughs> it's, it's great to see that they've existed since the uh, early days of Mars, because they are yeah. kind of the Martian version of the, like, Thunder Warriors. Like, when you had the um, the techno-barbarians existing on, on Mars, or, or, sorry, on Terra the natural counter to that would be, well, what do you have on Mars? You've got Skatari. It's a different yeah. kind of techno-barbarian, but these guys are a lot more regimented. They're a lot closer to, to superhuman, post-human, trans-human yeah. warriors because they have doctrine. They have discipline. Um, so I always thought of saying... Um, it's kind of the, when you have two streams of evolution, whereas on one side you have a lot of the genetic and psychic from Terra going down one evolutionary 
track and yeah. you get the Space Marine. Well, with Mars, you go down the other and you get things like the Tagmata. You get or the Skatari and Myrmidons. Mm. You, you get these giant cybernetic brutes rather than the genetic pinnacles of mankind. That makes sense. I like that. Well, yeah, it's it, like when you don't have the ability to use the warp or be a psyker, you need to fill that gap with something else. So you advance your technology mm-hmm. to fulfill that, right? So Yeah. They've been around for a while. They've been around for a long time. And they, they have their own command structure, hierarchies, and all that kind of stuff. Like, so they developed are, independently. They are technically like the while they're a part of like Mars and the Forge worlds, they do have like a separate function within them. So it it's like they're part of the cult mechanicus, but not Colin was saying it earlier that everyone in the Skatari is a part of the cult mechanicus, but not everyone in the cult mechanicus is a part of the Skatari. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's who follows that dogmatic religion. And yeah. Um, the other thing too, is just for, for structures that the uh, forge worlds are not required to submit troops to Imperium forces. Yeah. Like it's, it's there's, there's no tithe for it. There's anything. no tithe for it. Yeah. Sorry, guardsmen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that said, Skatari are less like planetary defense forces, and they're more like private armies of a tech priest or of a... a war- yes, yeah. So whereas these different uh, groups will accumulate wealth, I actually think it's a little bit more similar to the feudal systems you see with the knight households. Or or even kind of like rogue traders too, how like... Yep. Uh, yeah, it just depends how big that empire is. And yeah. you know if you're the, the um, fabricator general of Mars, you got the biggest one. Yeah. So well, you're swinging that stick swinging around. Swinging it, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so, so the yeah. Big, the big boy Mars stick. That's right. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Quite futile. Um, what sets this Qatari apart from, like, regular Imperium armies, though? There's a number of things. Because, um, yeah, they're essentially the Mechanicum armies. Yeah, but they are it, different. It's not too far out of craziness to say that, like, oh, the Imperium has the Imperial Navy and the Imperial Army, and the Cult Mechanicus has the Skatari. Yeah. Like, it's very easy to see the similarities between yeah. them, but they are very different. Yeah, exactly. Let's start with the creation process. So, the creation of the Skatari is a closely kept secret of the Adeptus Mechanicus, but it does not take a genius to see that it requires heavy cybernetic and just real augmentation yeah yeah like these things don't look human anymore no well human okay sure human they resemble a human shape (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) a lot of times some of them but sometimes they don't (laughs) that's gonna be a lot of it they get this but sometimes they don't (laughs) and they're not uh they're not ad secularis they're not tech thralls who or servitors who are lobotomized humans yeah uh their process is totally different we're not chopping off your brain and saying go do this one function yeah uh think of this less of taking away there is an an exemption in well it's it's less taking away and it's more adding on top so rather than saying i'm going to take out this one part of your brain and now you're a servitor it's going to say i'm going to take that piece of your brain replace it with something else or Or, or, or enhance it or or something yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions when people think about the Skatari. They think that they are like human robots, essentially. Yeah, but they still have their own desires and emotions, and yeah, they they have zeal. They have they can evolve strategies fanaticism. and fanaticism. Yeah. They usually get that uh, getting tempered back in in combat. But the, the thing that uh, <laughs> oh, hey, stop being so fanatical. <laughs> yeah, they're, the thing is, their brains work to a very high degree, which allows them to do improvisation. Whereas with a robot or a cybernetic, you can't. They, yeah. they have a level yeah, of yeah. autonomy yeah. within them. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is their hearts are still human hearts with motivations and feeling. Now, I'm not saying technically like a physical heart. I mean emotion. Oh. Uh, the fact that their hearts 
uh, they can still feel and have wants and desires, but they also uh, numb those and they create a void when they go into combat that they become brutal, uh, ruthless. Um, yeah. Although we use the Terminator as an example, but that's a robot. But still imagine a person who is the very sociopathic. You're laughing and you're kind of like, hey, this is great. We're hanging around the table. We're doing a podcast. And then he just snaps. <laughs> is that almost more like universal soldier without having to die first? That's a very good example, actually. Yeah. Uh, Bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> um, JCVD is the shit. I don't know. Oh, John Claude Van, Van Dam. I know. <laughs> Do you know Eric? No. <laughs> so how do you make a Skatari, Eric? Uh, well, okay. So we kind of talked about some of the things that they're known for, like their fanaticism, and it's actually very true. That is step one. Yeah. If you are not fanatically devoted to the Omnissiah, you aren't considered for the Skatari. You need to show that you are devoted singularly to the god of the cults. They can't just program that into you? They don't want to. Oh. They want people who are actually relig- like religiously inclined. But the yeah. thing is, how many people join religions because they are getting something out of it? Everyone. Right. But what I'm, I mean... Is there another reason to join a religion? Well, to let me say... To learn morals and some... be a good person? You don't need religion for that. <laughs> good. Mark, what have you been doing wrong? <laughs> you get people who join up because they want to be a part of something larger. But some people are like, I'm just in it for the paycheck or the, the social security. So <laughs> That's Creed. Or, That's the, or, the, like, or I, the food. Creed's like, I've been a leader of a cult and I've been a follower. <laughs> you make more money as a leader, but you have more fun as a follower. <laughs> so with the Skatari, uh, oh, many will join shit. up because they actually want bionic enhancements because their lives suck. This is still Warhammer 40,000. You're going to live on a planet where you're, it's backbreaking labor, your lungs are turning black if as you're a working forge a forge. World, like the sky is like scar- scorched and you yep. can't see the sky. There, there is no sun. You're breathing in these like gross carcinogens all the time. So what's your way out? Your way out to is pledge to, your to life. look at the church to and to say, oh, not get high. Not on the f- well, the fumes that they're doing. You could smoke them, but you will die faster. Oh, you, yeah. You'll get turbo cancer. Oh no, <laughs> space Tech, cancer, space techno cancer, <laughs> techno yeah. cancer. cyber oh. cancer. Oh no, which is just scrap code. <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. <laughs> All right, so uh, Skatari are like they're still thinking, feeling people, but um, yeah, those emotions that are fanatical, they may feign them to like say, "Oh yeah, I definitely am to to move up," or they might actually genuinely believe because if you're working through sludge and a forge maybe you actually do want to believe that there's a higher purpose to your life that's very human and saying well maybe i could be a part of something that can get me out of this yeah absolutely yeah a lot of people want to believe in a purpose and what they're doing so and i like wandering aimlessly personally it's my own purpose Makes sense, though. Yeah, it's all I can imagine. Um, but so once they've you've proven your fanaticism to the Omnissiah, and they say, like, okay, yes, you can join our, our Skatari. Our club. Yeah. <laughs> it's, our, well, it's totally not a cult cult. But. Now that you're a level one member. <laughs> it's a good cult. <laughs> we'll, we'll start the changes. Uh, and this begins with augmentation of your weak, pale, fleshly human body. And it slowly just ex- like extends. So they'll do one augmentation and then they do another and then yeah. it's just another. And, and like most things in the Imperium too, um, the body that you have, they don't care. They don't care if you're male or female. They take either one. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't. By the time you're done, it doesn't matter. Ex- exactly. They right? They've truly so much that you're, like, not, a, you're yeah. not a human anymore. Yeah. So No, you're a Skatari at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. You Some of the family. 
<laughs> some of the things that they will do will they remove your limbs, replace them with bionics. They remove your eyes, replace them with bionics. Remove your heart, replace it with bionics. Um, pretty much anything that can be replaced by machine, they will replace it. With bionics, of course. Yes. They're not removing things for the sake of the removing. No. They're replacing things for the sake of increasing enhancing, and enhancing yeah. your ability. Yeah. Um, but also, these things don't happen all at once. It is like a slow process. It's, it's almost like going to get tattoos once you get one. You yeah, want to get another exactly. one. You can't well, I got stop. one on my left arm. I'll yeah. get one on my right arm. Yeah. And it's very ritual, too. Like doing oh, yeah. It it's like, definite, would definitely it, be a religious experience. It, exactly. Yeah. You become now closer with the machines when you get... A new arm and yeah. Well, the, fr- the first prosthetics are actually seen as a rite of passage. Yeah. So it's like you're, you're losing your legs. You're losing your arms. Did you ever read how they remove your limbs? <laughs> Tell us. They grind them down. Yes, they do. They well, don't what? cut. Well, they don't yep. cut them off. Yep. It's done as a right uh, as a uh, sort of a throwback to the very first days of Mars where uh, when you were traveling around, it was done as a convoy or done as a... Uh, uh, Mo- like it's the reason why they also walk all over the tabletop. Uh, it's because this idea of this long walk, this pilgrimage, um, and that is why they grind them down. That's so gross. You know, so, what, like like a metal grinder, like you cut through worse. metal, you just put it against the flat sideways of that and yep. push it onto like your limbs. You know, you had me at robot legs, but yeah. you lost me at grind. brutally grind yeah. them off. Don't slowly. worry, it only lasts two hours while per they leg. do it. Her limb, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, they, they have to chant the rites in between. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they have to get you a up. clean. They have, you, you have to get a clean wheel too. No, they don't. <laughs> well, well, they just the, pour some sacred oil on it. And it's all good <laughs> to go. No, no, no one cares about getting sick or cross contamination or anything in the future. <laughs> Sickness is a thing of the past in 40k, guys. They've cured all of those things. Well, whenever someone does get sick, who do they usually run to to help them out? Is the adeptus mechanicus to say, you know, oh, we not- can extend, we can help extend your life, planetary governor, <laughs> <laughs> by putting your brain in this jar. <laughs> so, but eventually, at some point, like you'll get so many augmentations that more than fifty percent of your body has become mechanical. Yep, you'll lose your lungs. You'll yeah. lose your. The other important one is the eyes. Yeah. Um, because uh, they take off the eyelids. Because you must be collecting data at all times. You think there's like little like drops there that are constantly just putting like... No, it's mechanical eyes. No, no, you have have robo eyes too. Techno eyes. Always though? I would imagine so. Fine. It would be unreasonable to just say that they are coated in a uh, neuroscopic gel. Oh, yes, neuroscopic. Oh, absolutely. no, naturally, of course. What was well, that? Yeah, yeah, that was in one of your headlines, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man of course. Covers eyes in of course. neuroscopic gel. <laughs> Guys, pardon me. I, I didn't mean to s- suggest anything ridiculous. I should have known. I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah just cover, Googled it. It's totally a thing. Cover it in KY jelly? <laughs> yeah. Just, for, for the common this, man. Just this sheen um, of. Yeah. Like, just make sure you don't get like rubby or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need these parts, though. You need these bionics because if you're going to be going to war and fighting, like, uh, a, you know, fighting chaos, or you need to be able to you're punching above your weight class across the galaxy yeah. if you're fighting a tyranid you're if you need to withstand an orc's punch <laughs> a human sure. rib cage won't do it no it will not titanium though will still probably get it's thrown around by an orc it'll get dent <laughs> uh, and you also need to be able to march tirelessly day and night to get to your different combat zones sometimes for weeks yep. or in some cases even decades <laughs> yep um, but what we're going to say is when you've achieved more than 50% of your body as augmented you've passed the crux mechanicus and this is like a very i'm assuming a very important thing yeah it's another right or whatever that they they undergo but like this is (laughs) 
Colin's I, worshiping the Omnisci right now. Yeah, as he's giving praise. <laughs> um, he's giving the sign of the gear. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's like the the ultimate, right? Like you can't. Well, like you can obviously keep going, but this is like the point where, you're, where the, the point of no return. You fully yeah. turned over everything. You've tipped the scale, and you yeah. are now more than human. Yeah, you are a cyborg. Well, yeah, like in, 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 in any sort of fiction, whenever you get to a point where it's like, are, is, are you more machine than man? It's very like tropey. But yeah, sure. But and that, like, what, how do you measure that? Yeah. Do you still feel like a person? Uh, think of RoboCop. Like, am I still a man? You know, yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> that's that's what this is. And it's very exciting. And I look forward to my ascension. Uh, so even huh. though they have been heavily changed, even at this point, there are instances of them still requiring food and oxygen to survive. Mm-hmm. So uh, or even other like, basic needs. Yeah, they, they've, they've still been. changed so much. Yeah. But they, they are more than human, but they're still human. There are still human there frailties still which hold them back, sir. The <laughs> well, flesh is weak. Well, Sometimes it takes a they, lot of work to get rid of them. They still live in a biological sense, and it requires, like, every life form requires certain necessities to live. And for some reason, like, not all Skatari have removed those. You yeah, think, so it goes back... Sorry, what? You would think, like, removing your stomach or, like, getting robot lungs or heart would be, one, like, the first things you would do. So the, then I you think, wouldn't I have to eat. I think there's a drawback to that, though. Like, if, if you do that, you need another way for energy. And if you're putting, if you like, now you need batteries. You run on a shitload of old AA batteries well, from the well, dark age of technology. Find, is it easier to give yourself a stomach that can literally digest anything? Or is it easier to give yourself batteries that might run out in the middle of nowhere? Well, here's one of the examples that's actually in the fiction for that, too, is that the body, we know this from other franchises, cough, cough, the Matrix. And also uh-huh. a headline recently, last November, <laughs> oh, is, is implants that are able to take the uh, human body's bioelectric uh, pulse or BTUs and use that to charge technology. Look at a pacemaker. They are making pacemakers now that, like, you put that in, that battery is supposed to be a long, long, long time because you don't want to open a person to take it out. But what they're doing is they're making new ones that the battery is charged by your the uh, bioelectric energy in your body so it never has to come out. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about with this technology of, yes, the very first implants you're getting are valves and sockets into your body to help connect you to different uh, services or different functions. But it's it's infrastructure. You don't just say, here's a house, here's a window. You have to do the frame first. And the, so that's when you get to the crux mechanicus. You've built enough of a foundation. You're saying, cool, let's gut this bitch. Throw out the couch. I'm going to get a mechanical couch. <laughs> the robo couch. And that's, a cyber and the, couch. And thus, the, a cyber couch. And thus the cyber recliner was born. <laughs> yes. I, I think, too, it can kind of go back towards... Um, the Magos and how Skitaris are Magos' personal and personalized army. Like, each Skitari regiment is slightly different. So, we know, too, that, like, tech priests often have, like, their own quirks. Like, even if they become, like, fully machines, they still have, like, these weird quirks with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fault their the own program. personalities. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's part of their, their human soul, their DNA, their way of thinking, and yeah. they carry those on. Like So, one of them, like, before he got his robot body, might have been a glutton. Like, might have just loved food. So then he what? might not replace the stomach on his guys. Like, it, you could almost... he still likes to eat. He still or likes to eat. Or... He still likes that. He still gets pleasure out of that, joy out of that. So maybe all his Skatari, that's why they don't remove the stomach for batteries. You yeah. know, it, you can tie some stuff back to uh, a mega The ego. System. It's all ego. Oh, sure. Yeah, and, and that's why you'd find a lot of differences in Skatari, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Is no two Skatari have to be the same. No. Yeah. You don't have to find the same augmentations... Mm-hmm everywhere 
We've still talked in uh, previous podcasts, though, that there are some things that are definitively ace guitar, and that goes a lot to the weaponry that they they yield. Yeah, but there's a lot of augmentics that they still they still get. And yes, the, and we're definitely going to talk about yeah. what we think we will we consider essential, and then other things we yeah. consider non essentials. Cool. Um, another thing to note about the creation of a Skatari is that um, if there isn't a sufficient population for a tech priest on a forge world or on a planet for them to create their army out of, they will vat grow them. Yeah, they have that ability, which is pretty pretty wild. Which is crazy. You don't pretty... hear enough of that in 40k, actually, is that that cloning, that vat growing. Yeah, even though it's so good, like it's such a perfect technology yeah. that they have. Why don't they do it more often? Well, especially have... when you only need to grow like a third of a person to make them into a Skatari. <laughs> exactly. As soon as the body's done developing, you're like, well, I don't need legs. Well, no, you do need them. So you can you grind them. So down. you can grind them off. <laughs> there's an amazing piece oh of God. art. It's it's fan art, mind you, but there's a piece where there's two tech priests and uh, uh, they are growing a uh, a vat grown human in this jar and i'm like oh they're they're growing and i'm like that's pretty cute it's there's a uh, male and a female gender also you kind of get past that once you get into past the crux mechanics oh, sure. but you see and you're like oh they're they're genetically engineering a kid that's interesting and then like one of the captions i saw was uh look our first skatari i'm like jesus christ this isn't even love <laughs> of like making a, a child because yeah. they physically uh their body and biology yeah. doesn't they're making that people to then turn into cyborg warriors yeah <laughs> it's almost like that um blade runner 2049 where the guy wakes up the clones just to fucking stab them oh, oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> but the like the whole idea of like that grown things like if they're just as good as humans like why on earth don't we do it more because it takes a lot of time it's not as grimdark if you're killing if you're killing clones you need to be killing normal ass people and also if you had a one human that was really good on the battlefield and you want to clone or replicate those traits or genetically engineer some saying well we don't have the technology to be replacing lungs that easy let's try to genetically grow some humans that may be more resilient because the uh, the mechanicus does have has the monopoly on technology in the imperium to they definitely develop do. what they want yeah uh, not every forge world can if you're saying mars anything like literally all rules are out for this entire podcast any of these examples would be but then on mars they can do whatever they want <laughs> yeah <laughs> mars can do literally anything there there is uh some examples of cloning in 40k that the imperium does and death core no no those those are most likely well, that's probably one of the better known ones no I'm, those are background i'm pretty mm. sure they're not they're oh not i guess yeah you're talking about something differently than cloning cloning right. yeah is a right. different Sorry. thing than um, being that grown yeah yeah well abaddon is rumored to be a clone yeah, there's a couple examples of it, and it is possible, but it usually ends horribly. Yes, the clone. Yeah, they're usually known for being like unlucky. Yeah, like, there's a they really don't have like a soul. It's weird. It's kinda, really cool yeah, to like think blanks. about cloning how it works. Yeah, they, they're not quite blanks, but yeah, like you feel uneasy. hollow. Yeah, we'll yeah. Point a new term they're, they're, they're sure. missing something. Yeah, yeah. but there, there's definitely truth to that, and they seem to like. It's almost like they're born under a luck, an unlucky star. Yeah, they and their life. Just tragedy follows them. And yeah, they it's kind of cool. They have not been imbued with the motive force. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure the tech priests can just fucking program around that. <laughs> well, because they are cloning, right? Yeah. They're yeah. vat growing. They're vat growing. Yeah. yeah. Different. Okay. So they're using actually like sperm. Anyways, um, let's talk about oh, how. Oh, no. Oh, no. You put a bad idea in my mind. Let's not talk about feelings. 
can no. I, can I say? Can, can I say the bad idea? Yeah. So, servitors are made for one purpose. There's a sperm servitor out there. Somebody has to milk the sperm servitor to yeah. make more back grown things. That's fun. There's another servitor for that. There's another servitor. To, there's yeah. There's a, a milking. There's a servitor. No, I like to imagine the entire factory. It's not the, the, the guy doing the milking is actually just a regular dude who's just like this Ford. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, my eye. All right. <laughs> Uh, what else? There what we else? go. What else? Okay. Get <laughs> so, me off this topic. I want out. <laughs> through through all these changes that are made to a Skatari, they ascend. They become more than what they were. They are no longer just a regular human. They've joined, you know, the ranks of the Skatari, the Legion Skatari, and they're they're now a part of the military branch of the Cult Mechanicus. And let's talk about a couple of the specific augmentations that we think are essential for every Skatari out there. Yeah, so the first one, and probably the most important one, is the right of pure, pure thought. Um, so this is uh, the right hemisphere of the brain is removed and replaced with a cogitator linked directly to the left hemisphere of the brain. And this basically makes them so they're completely logical. Yeah, it, it's like a loop. It feeds back on itself yeah, yeah. to where... Because nor- normally, I guess, the right side is like artsy and more, creative. More creative yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they just cut that piece right out. Yeah. It's not needed. Don't cut out augment. Uh, they, because uh, they, st- uh, they still require the ability to improvise, to think creatively on the battlefield. Okay, okay. Shaming you here, <laughs> waving my finger. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Easy on the techno water though. That's that, that expensive. expensive. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so th- that begins uh, neurocircuitry. That's then yeah. going to be running throughout the rest of the brain. Uh, hey, the brain is open. Might yeah. as well yeah. stick some circuit boards in there. Yeah. We're already in there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Super important because it allows you to then start overriding different parts of the person's So hold brain. on. What is neurocircuitry? So neurocircuitry is uh, where soldiers of the machine god are then able to calculate and think with a combination of their own thoughts with data that like literally data has been fit into this processor or it's being streamed in through a like a wireless connection. Okay, but is like, is it like a hard a piece of hardware? The best way to explain it is the the cogitator is the hard piece of uh, that's the hardware. Neurocircuitry is the process of like it's running into different parts of the organic brain. Okay, so what this is the thing that allows them to rewrite their emotions of discomfort. So if you're in a trench and you're fighting, life sucks. Let's be fair. You don't want to be there. You're covered in sludge. They're able to turn off those feelings of repulsion. They're able to to effectively operate more effectively as soldiers because they're not as uh, discomforted by things. One of the best examples is when they load them into a a transport, um, you see a bunch of Imperial Guard. They're all walking in. They get into their uh, drop shit. They uh, they lock themselves in. They're ready to go. And then you'll just have a bunch of Skatari all march from, from back to chest plate all marching in with no regard for personal space because they've turned off that ability to feel discomfort. So you're <laughs> able to fit more bodies into a troop transport. So when it lands, you might have 22.4% more soldiers able to pile out. And that is the efficiency <laughs> that the tech priests look for. And so so that's done in kind of like combination with this cogitator right in the brain yeah okay so are they like chanting no homo as they're walking in like wiener right the you don't need to because they don't have a penis they ground the penis off I, well, I failed to see how that depends that's, uh, on their magos, I guess. <laughs> you might be into the weird magos shit. are important because they, they can also slave your mind uh, through this. They can, yeah. just just take it and over so, and yes. 
that's part of the new sphere. It's still connected to the cogitator because the right. cogitator <clears throat> is think of that as like, but the that's CPU. the like, yes, the cogitator so, is the CPU. And then there's like certain parts of it that are added on. And one of those additions is the new sphere, which links to the right. Mangos. New sphere is also just a field though that exists. So it's kind of like looking around and everything's augmented reality. It's you're collecting data from the oh, okay. environment around you. Think of it like a, a Bluetooth wave field that collects data, but it's also kind of, it, it's, it's represented in different ways. It's treated very magical uh, in 40K that it's almost, you're like, whoa, you look at the person over top of their head, you can see a bunch of data circulating. Hmm. Um, that's because also parts of your brain are um, calculating data. Uh, there's an input-output of different uh, processes. You're maybe even receiving from a ship in orbit that is feeding you data that you need. And then you look around and I look at Mark and it's giving me all the heads-up display of how he is a 0.0% oh, Bad person. Don't make friends with. <laughs> That, that kind You've of been judged and found wanting. <laughs> oh. yeah. it, it, but th- this emotion with the, their neur- neurocircuitry also lets them keep their composure when they're fighting something like a trigon or a demon engine or these things that are almost like Lovecraftian that you look at it and you lose your mind. Like yeah. there's so many things in the galaxy that you look at, you can't comprehend. It's like trying to describe a color to someone, like trying to describe a color that doesn't exist. <laughs> so if I was like, Mark, you know, I'm trying to describe your color. And you're like, oh, is it green? I'm like, well, not really. Like mm-hmm. you look at things that your brain can't fathom. So for the Skatari, what they do is they say, hyperlogical. I just need to know what I need to know of the truths of reality. Turn off like the centers of my brain that deal with like fear and like instinctual flight or whatever. Right, right. Just turn on like cold calculating like reason. Just show me where to shoot kind of thing. Exactly. Yep, but then on the battlefield they have really low morale so I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sometimes tabletop rules don't cross over. Maybe not. Directly. Moving on. Like five. I didn't realize they had pretty poor leadership. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What is it? Like a seven Seven. for an alpha? Mm -hmm. Oh, for (laughs) an alpha? Yep. Oh, Regular guys have a six then, or oh, that's <laughs> really low. Bunch of dumb fucks. I mean, bunch of pussies. Oh. That's sexist. <laughs> I'm gonna get an email now about I would, that. I would like, I would like you to stand up to the same things that they do, and then call them that. Well, first we got to grind off his limbs, and then put him in that no. situation. No. Oh, not at all. To, to can, have, can we though? Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. As, okay. as long as you don't start with the wiener, I'm fine. <laughs> there, there, no, there, we're gonna end with it. <laughs> there is a Skatari uh, in in the books. He, uh, I can't remember the full designation of his name, but he's just called Stryka throughout most of the book. And he goes into battle with these infiltrators, and they're fighting up against uh, orcs. And you think of what it's like. These are st- these are humans. These are not like transhuman. Um, a starting space marines or yeah. anything. They're- they are still people, but what happens is they are able to still fight with no fear. And now we know that for a starties, it's that they will know no fear. This is again that sort of trans evolution of humanity of saying the Skatari will feel no fear because we're cutting it out. This is, yeah, and but I I think one of the distinctions is is the way it happens. Absolutely right. Like a Skatari, it's more of like a brain block. Yep. Oh, or yeah, they just turn that off, whereas the Space Marines are just hard as fuck. Exactly. Yeah, yeah because the Space Marine, like, they still feel fear, and it's, like, shown, and, like, but it, it translates into caution. Yeah. Less of, like, cowardice. Yeah. Careful, boys. One more sentence about Space Marines, and this will turn into a Space Marine episode. Just warning. You see the new primary spot? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> calm, calm down, Mark. My, here we go. My penis can only get so erect. <laughs> Not no, going to no, be. Just wait. Just wait. No. 
No, no <laughs> Neurosurgery tree uh, also has interfaces. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has interfaces that allow them to calibrate weapon trajectories, predict probabilities. This is the cogitator uh, itself. So it allows them to recall enemy data files on weaknesses or fighting styles. So let's say you're fighting a bunch of gene stealer cultists who favor one type of weapon. Uh, the first three Skitari, that it's actually kind of like the Borg in that way, is that you walk in, you get blown away by a couple weapons. If you, The next group of Skitari are going to have all of that data because all their heads-up displays fed back. Yeah, Doomsday. Pretty much any fictional character that hyper-adapts. Tyranids. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. We got more. Who's more? Where's more? My wife. That's right. Hyper-adapted. The the Taskmaster. (laughs) From, like, Marvel or DC Comics. a lot. (laughs) She adapts. Um, So those are, like, very... Like, the brain is very essential. Anything that changes in the brain is very important for a Skatari. Um, but there are also like a lot of other augmentations that we can find that probably will happen. But are they truly necessary to be a Skatari? I think there's, uh, there's a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah, like on these. like your heart. Sure. Or like the limbs. Like you were saying on Mars, all their legs are turned into bionic legs. Yep. But if you're on but if you're on a different one, like Styges or whatever. Or do your legs have to go? They might be tentacles. They, you know, right. but they also, <laughs> but they also might just but... not be gone. Like, aren't most Forge worlds modeled after Mars? Every Forge world is, is modeled, modeled after Mars. So, at they... the very least, in its hierarchy. Why, I, don't they like d- does have the same layout in their factoriums and stuff too, or, or there, not so there's much? There's that, that sort of Mars has. Mars is the most efficient of the Forge world, so we will follow its model. So they will, like, you. It, it'd be kind of entertaining. It's like walking into a Starbucks, and every Starbucks has the same layout. And you're like, huh, from one Forge world to another Forge world, it's always the exact same layout. So would some of the culture of Mars have carried over two to other places, or would that just depend on the, the Magos? It, it carried over, but what happened was after the... Um, but there's thousands of years when they're growing by themselves. Yes, when they got cut off by warp storms, that's when the divergence began. So you'd have a forge world like Metallica that became obsessed with sterilization, which the entire planet is now coated in metal because they didn't want anything organic on it. Or, or you might get... <laughs> that's uh, hardcore. Or you might get uh, Agrippina, which is... Right, like and so what I'm based. saying is, are the Skatari on Metallica going to be the same as the ones on Mars? They're going to have the exact same framework as a skeleton army, but they will have different divergences same as a space marine would. Where exactly. You're your combat doctrine is going to be slightly different. Yes. So they're like they're, and these are like the certain things that aren't, well we don't see as essential as like the brain changes. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, we've, that's a lot on augmentation now. Let's go to another thing we want to talk about though is their, uh, War gear. Mm-hmm. So the war gear of uh, the Skatari is on average higher than what you'd find in an Imperial uh, Guard regiment, which just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Sure, you could find an Imperial Guard regiment who actually wears power armor and has bolters, but that's right. on average. On average, you definitely nice flak jacket. You know, yeah. yeah. On average, yeah. Nice flashlight. <laughs> Um, but one one thing that almost all, all Skatari have is uh, Skatari Warplate. And uh, this is designed to be worn uh, for several years at a time, which is, it's always fun. It's gross. <laughs> it's too long. It's the same vest for 10 years. <laughs> I'm working on a, that. It's a really in nice a, vest. In a war <laughs> it's zone. It's a really nice vest. <laughs> My Magos made it for me specifically. Crochet. <laughs> He's got six arms. He can just keep knitting it for you. <laughs> yeah, so that's one um it it also can absorb moisture from the wearer and recycle it 
which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also can turn this moisture into like a gel on the inside of the armor that can like help uh, like brace for impact. So if they got shot by a shell, like it kind of absorbs that. Like, like a shock absor- absorbing yeah, yeah. gel. Also, yeah, if yeah. also if they got wounded, like if someone shot through their abdomen, th- the, that gel could actually be pressurized in there. It's kind of like those emergency like uh, the, the, spray glues. The med, med yeah. kits. The med kits that can spray glue and, and uh, yeah, uh, fill a wound. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's some other war gear? That is pretty cool, Colin. Uh, well, they have digital weapons, conversion fields, refractor fields, those higher tech ways of, of defending themselves. But one of the best uh, ones is their blessed raiments, their clothing. Okay. Um, so what that is, is um, there's really there's two. There's the um, uh, the cloak. The So what the cloak is, is it's uh, both a symbol of their devotion to the Messiah, but it's also a uh, piece of fabric that is uh, filled with different sensor arrays and there's different uh, neural fabrics inside that allow it to absorb radiation that might be harmful to the person. And then mm. when they get back, they take that off. They are able to like throw it in the, the rinse and then put that <laughs> on. Um, what it is also is, I don't know if you've ever tried this. It's a fun trick. Um, if you Probably ha- not. If you have your car starter <laughs> or you have your, your key fob and you want to like start your car and it's not locking or it's not unlocking from a while away, what you do is you put it to your chin and you hold your arm up and you'll get an extra 10 feet out of it. Yeah, then you can't see your brain, though. So yeah, yeah. That, well, that sounds then like you can't have kids anymore. And then you taste colors you can't describe. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you get techno brain cancer. What it is, though, is it's, it's a conductor. You're, you're turning yourself into a signal conductor. The cloaks are that. It allows them to receive the, the signals that they're getting from their magos in orbit easier. So right. these are a lot fancier than just the regular ass robes that looks like the models have. Yeah. So in the in that robe, <laughs> if you take off the uh, the layer of uh, fabric, you'll actually find typically some sort of uh, look at. I'm trying to think of an example, but like um, you think of like adamantium, or you think of any superhero movie where the person is like, I have invented the suit. It's you think of those fabrics that are still metals, like a, a wearable technology kind of thing. Yes, but then it has this very 40k cult gothic look because it's still a robe. <laughs> that, the so your modeling of all your robes now yes. makes way more sense after seeing this after reading this and the, like the necessity the, and and the how obsession it, the the obsession <laughs> that's a good word for it that you have with putting robes on your models just now i understand so yeah. much better so so for for all my models if like uh, i've been actually putting pictures of them online on on my instagram um and at forge of mars uh what what happens is cancel that out uh shameless (laughs) Shameless. all of these characters uh have robes because it allows them to uh use conductors to connect better to the new sphere or to uh data uplinks or to broad spectrum data tethers or all these other tools that the skatari have for transferring data they are also (laughs) models so i have i have a question for you they're their eyes are collecting data. Yes. Their helmets are collecting data. Yes. Their robes are collecting data. Yeah. Their ears are collecting data. Their guns, their armor, their warplate, everything is collecting data. Yes. But they, there's no way they can handle all that. Mm-hmm. So what happens? So what they do is they uh, are transferring that back to a tech priest who is waiting in orbit, or there are different uh, uh, adepts of the cult mechanicus who are receiving th- that information. This is a branch of the mechanicus called the, the Logi or Logi. 
or mm-hmm. um, what they do is their whole purpose in life is to receive data and catalog it. You think of this, if you're looking at the Imperium side, uh, you'd have a bunch of people on Holy Terra who have a bunch of books and they're just cataloging everything. Think of this with data stacks and server farms and the Mechanicus are just collecting all of this data and putting it into um, into organization. The problem is it's still the Mechanicus, so you will sometimes lose stuff. You know, you got a very <laughs> important statistic about an orc war boss. That's essential for the next army going up against him, but then maybe that adaptation and that ship got blown up, that data is lost. Hmm. So it couldn't be transferred back. And all of this is centralized at uh, Holy Mars. So what, when, the, like, uh, specifically, though, in a battlefield, um, like in the middle of a battle, hmm. what is the purpose of all this data collection of a single Skatari? It, it's because uh, this fulfills the, the pursuit of knowledge, yeah. which is the cult mechanics guiding presence. You think a lot of this, like the Skatari are like big into becoming cyborgs, but the Adeptus Mechanicus is all about collecting knowledge and that pursuit of understanding of the known galaxy. Yeah. And if they know how many rocks are on that battlefield, somebody in the Mechanicum is getting off to it. You, well, you <laughs> could, you and they say, will find a use for that information that's, too. That's the thing. Is yeah. like, how can I use this in relation to some sort of advantage? Yeah. 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 And, and that's kind of more what I'm looking for is that this tech priest that might not be on the battlefield, might be off planet, might be in a different continent, might be in a different city, is getting a real-time uplink to this battle. He's getting data inputs from you know 30 different skatari all on different points of the battlefield yep. who are all collecting data he's digesting it because they don't have the capacity to do it mm-hmm. and then he's sending out orders in the battlefield that are also just going real time back yep. and so his ability to process information and like change like codify it and then create scenarios out of it is way better than yeah. what a regular skatari could do and that's one of the real important reasons that they can link so well yeah. up with their tech priest yeah and, and, and for the Skatari on the battlefield, though, that's not what it feels like. Sure. No, it doesn't, of course. Yeah. No, no, no. It's because you're, you're collecting that data, you're sending it back. When, it, when that data is coming back to you, it's or, like... A, not data, like orders. Orders, like a Doctrina Imperative, which is their version for orders. It feels like a flash of insight. Or, or it could be the tech priest specifically speaking to you, or it could be so overpowering, it can feel like the religious word of the Omnissiah. One of those three. People <laughs> react in different ways, yeah, sure. or tech priests are able to control which one they feel. Yeah. Which, which is really cool. Like it, it, just, yeah. it really fits the flavor of a fanatical warrior who truly feels like they're hearing from their god yeah, in the heat when, of battle, especially when you can just beam in words from the go- from God right into yeah. their head. <laughs> exactly, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and it's a true beam, right? Like, and, and, the, <laughs> and the Magi to the Skatari are speaking the word of God. They are the ones interpreting the the way of the universe and bequeathing that information to them. Uh, but doctrine imperatives are carried out with authorizations, so it's not just saying I command you to do this, and you're like, all right, I'll go do my orders. It's I command you, capital C, command you to do this. Like back, it's like the Omnissiah wills it. Like it's like a CMD. (laughs) Yeah, and you, and sometimes they will say do this. Other times they will force them to into action that they can't control themselves. An example of this is there's one part of uh, one of the books where a Skatari is standing on a bridge, and there's a tech priest who's quite disgruntled with the tech priest who actually owns the Skatari, and he forces his um, his soldier to look into the gaze of the warp <laughs> and this guy this Skatari can't look away because he's received this this 
empathic you will look. He wants to tear his eyes away and he can't because the tech priest is effectively trying to, he's taking out his anger on the other tech priest on this poor (laughs) Skatari by forcing him to look into the warp, which just looking at it gives you some bunk data. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 101-01-01 turns to 101-0-BB-8 and you're like, that's Uh, what happened. Yeah. (laughs) Glitch. Yeah, and I think that's why people think that they're like mindless robots is because that can happen. They're not robots. But, they're puppets. Yeah. That's, that's a very good analogy yeah. is the idea that they're puppets with a lot of string that can be roped in when needed. Yeah. Yep. They can get to that tight, that tighten that leash pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's fun. Uh, any other kind of war gear that you want to go over, Colin? Uh, we could talk about weapons. Um, we can talk about weapons, but we're also going to talk about specific Skatari, and we can talk about okay. individual weapons sure. there, like the rad weapons and stuff yep. like that, and the transonic stuff. Yep. So. Um, I guess if there's nothing else, Thanks. let's go into organization. Can I take this brief lull in the action here? I actually, uh, me and some of the guys kind of pooled <laughs> some of our resources. Oh, boy. Uh, and we reaching came, into his pocket. And we came out with something for you here, Mark. Oh, from Mark specifically. For, for Mark specifically. Oh, God, it's what a Primaris it? Marine. <laughs> <laughs> you got to describe it, Marcus. Descri- describe, <laughs> describe to the listeners what uh, you are seeing, please. No, never shall such heresy uh, reach All my right. lips. <laughs> okay, it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I know. At first, you're like, "Oh, it's a primary." Oh, the- there's a this female is- head on there. So, <laughs> the name is uh, written on the base, and it is called Marcanus. I because remember. you can add anus pretty much to any name and, and it make becomes it be- magical. It becomes yeah. magical. That's right. But then you um, slap a female head on a no, space marine. A, it's a <laughs> Primaris marine. Yes, look at that sweet armor. Got a nice bolt rifle on. Got we, a, we even, oh, it's got a purity seal <laughs> on even, the uh, right shoulder pad. We even asked Mark what his favorite chapter of uh, Marines was. Mm-hmm. Raptors, sure. So it sure, was. So sure. I painted it like the Raptors uh-huh. to make sure he wouldn't throw it across the wall as fast. Okay, that's <laughs> a, then he you knew he'd actually put it in his hands. And then as we slowly move up, there's a beautifully detailed, wonderfully painted. I'm almost enjoying the female part. Like if I take half the model and cover no. it. From the neck down, Here's, I like it, and from the head up, I like it. Do you it. know what would be the perfect huh. irony, Mark? Huh? For you to do a female Space Marine army. That would be like the... <laughs> I don't think my fragile psyche you've could come, take it. You've come, will come full, full circle, Mark. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyways, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's an awesome gift. Oh, that's great. Anyways, let's get back into this, Katari. Um, you, you painted this? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Our, uh, <laughs> we'll share a photo of that online on our page. I'll sure. leave that here to bug me. Um, Marcanus. <laughs> let's talk about the organization Holy of Skatari forces. Um, no, that will tempt me to. I appreciate that, but no. That was the, the head. Female head is. You got to leave the female head on. That's great. I know. I, I, That's I, I, awesome. I had to see what it would look like in the camel with the full model, so I yeah. did do the helmet, but <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep that. Oh, man. I love it. Oh, I don't love it. I love the thought of it. I love intentionally pissing people off, and you did it. You're never getting invited back. Congratulations. You did it. Well, t- uh, we were actually worried about me getting a ride back, so it was a good thing I drove here myself. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay. It's out of my system. That's okay. It was, it was a good Holy moly. Let's talk about uh, Skatari Legion organization. So there's a pretty clear uh, kind of flow of it's very organization. Organized. Yeah. And it's very easy to understand, too. So... Um, 
we're going to start with how a legion works. So a legion, which is a legion scutari, which is also sometimes called a divisio scutari, is uh, made out of macroclades. And there can be any number of macro clades within a legion, and it just depends on how wealthy, um, how yeah, how prominent. wealthy, exactly, how many Skatari the Magos is, yeah. you know, making or whatever. Yeah, and then each macro clade consists of four war cohorts, which are sometimes called regiments. Yeah. So, and then each cohort or regiment is made up of three battle maniples. So this means that each macroclade, which is the biggest grouping possible in a legion, is made up of 12 maniples, which is a sacred number to the Admech. I mean, just like how their cog has yeah. 12 um, cogs. cogs? Te- teeth, I think. Teeth, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Gears have teeth, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> it has 12 teeth, so the uh, macroclade has 12 maniples. And uh, the first macroclade, uh, sometimes called the prima macroclade or the macroclade macroclade primus will traditionally garrison the titan legion uh, and or the ordinatus engine of that forge world that's a good time that's a very <laughs> <laughs> you got some good power yeah. on that oh yeah. yeah so on tabletop what would you typically see like if i'm a tau player i when i play i play with cadres so what of this would you you're going to see maniples. Battle maniples is what yes. you would see on the table. Because maniples are made up of different units. Yeah. So if, if you know, your guy's bringing three rangers, you know, three infiltrators, and a dune crawler, yeah. that's a maniple that's right a maniple. there. Okay. Right? So, so you're going to see one single maniple probably in like a 1,500 point. Maybe two if they're really going for something. Maybe, yeah, maybe two if they're, like, if they're like really minimizing their units. Sure, so it's sure. just maniples are made out of smaller groups of units then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like individual unit types combined together to make a maniple. Yeah. And the maniples, like, they can be any kind of unit that you'd like. Yeah, you could have like uh, You could have a maniple specifically designed for breaching. So they're gonna yeah. have heavy infantry yeah, and exactly. big tanks. Yeah. Right? Or you can have like a shock troop maniple that's gonna have rust stalkers and infiltrators and some rangers. Yeah. Right? So that all just depends on, you know, who who what their purpose is. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. But it's nice to see a very clear representation of how they make it. Because yeah. especially for people who want to create, like, I'm going to create a Forge World. Like, yeah. you'd need a lot. But then <laughs> you, can, you can divide everything. Yeah. And they have very clear markings for, you know, what the first uh, macroclade is. And then what the first cohort is. And then yeah. yeah, they got what, some pretty cool symbols going on. Yeah, yeah and they're they very do. clear, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, the organization is, is very easy. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. So let's... Uh, <laughs> it's let, peasy. Yeah, it's really simple. Let's go right into the types of Skatari and their subsequent battlefield roles. And then in this column, we'll also talk about um, some specific war gear that mm-hmm. these guys will wield. Sure. So types of Skatari. Um, Mark just passed the uh, Primaris across the table. <laughs> Female Primaris. Attaboy. <laughs> My God. <laughs> All right. You have no idea what level of heresy I operate at. <laughs> Uh, do you want to lead us through, Eric, and I'll, uh, I'll pepper in some, sure. some great uh, book stuff, too. Uh, so for the types of Skatari, we, uh, we decided to mm-hmm. list them from like the highest ranking level of Skatari in a legion to the lowest, or what we perceive to be the lowest. Mm-hmm. So the highest one is a master of Skatari. Mm-hmm. So this guy is going to lead a cohort, or also known as a regiment. Uh, they have undergone years of service before assuming this role and they possess neural networks to issue orders without the need for speech 
This can also override the individual will of their cohort. So it's going to function on a very similar level to what a tech priest does yeah. without them actually being a tech priest. Yeah. Now, these sometimes get uh, mixed up in the lore that they're uh, a Skatari primus. Um, because a master of Skatari, um, in the book, they will the Mechanicus themselves will refer to them as Skatari primus, which is just one step above the next one, which is a Skatari alpha. So the primus is usually the person at the right hand of the tech priest. Um so are there multiple primuses in a legion? Okay, that's the difference because there will be multiple masters. Yes, yeah. And so the, the masters may have uh, different cranial uh, implants that they're using to speak with their, their Skatari um, partners. More often in the book, though, just because of the drama of it, you'll have a tech priest speaking directly to a Skatari on the ground because it, you're... It allows you to break all those barriers of hierarchy when the tech priest needs to have been like, what's going on at that forge? Zoom right into my puppet and take a look around. <laughs> um, you can't really do that saying there's a commissar in orbit and then he's like trying to radio down to gunman number 48. Right, uh, yes. Because uh, the radio's down. So it, it allows you to <laughs> Didn't do even s- give him a radio probably. No, but yeah. It, it yeah. allows you to do different sorts of storytelling. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah, they're the leaders in the cohorts or, or regiments. Um, did you mention the 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 holy number of twelve being involved in the macroclade? Yes, we, we did. did. Okay, yeah. of course. Twelve teeth on the cog. Twelve cogs on the cog. Twelve cogs. On the twelve side. cogs on the cog. Twelve yeah. teeth on the teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. <laughs> All right. Hunting so sense. underneath uh, Master of Skatari, you have which Colin already mentioned Skatari Alphas, and these have all passed the Crux Mechanicus. Fifty so percent. Yeah, so they have yeah more than 50%, and they've been in service as well for many years. Uh, their human components have often been reduced to as little as their brain, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> a lot. Yeah. But the difference in these alphas and the masters of Skatari is that these alphas are still a part of their individual unit. Yeah, and so these are the ones you see on tabletop. They have the, uh, running along the top of their helmet, they'll have a demicog, uh, which is that vein or crenellation, like the thing that's just like a bunch of spikes on the top of the helmet. Looks a like a Looks like a Roman crest. Yeah. Um, but what that actually is, that's a receptor threaded uh, yeah. receiver that allows them to collect information and data. So it's another fin <laughs> for uh, receiving the reception of like uh, orbital auspex or vox relays or the new spheric link. Yeah. New sphere is very, very big for them and their, their connection to their tech priest yeah. but again it's data transference yeah and so alphas can be you can have skatari vanguard alpha yeah skatari ranger alpha infiltrator alpha so even though they are alphas they're still a part yeah. of their unit and they'll have some form of relay connector that you look at them all and you're like that's a bigger antenna yeah <laughs> there's just it's a very clear level of hierarchy yeah. from everyone else yep so after the alpha we have praetorians and this is the one thing where colin was saying that oh you know um skatari aren't servitors they exist beyond that level of just being human brain soup, right? Which is this is where he is. And this, this is, is where, where Hanum seems to disagree <laughs> with you, is that they are described as servitors. These Praetorians are. Yes. I think of uh, Praetorians actually as closer to Ogrins. Well, they are. Yeah. They're created yeah. from So are they just like a, a battlefield servitor then kind of? Yeah, they're an elite heavily armed and armored servitor. Um, and uh, they're used often to like guard temples or shrines or even tech priests. Just and, kind uh, of important places or yeah. high well, value so targets. There yeah. aren't tabletop models for this, right? No, but they even in uh, the Horus Heresy book, there's a Praetorian and uh, I. It, they have like four infiltrator legs and they are not an idiot. So 
the use of the word Praetorian has been kind of mixed up a little bit. I think really what it's supposed to be referring to is they are a hyper-enhanced elite very strong. You yeah. can't make a whole army of these. But what you might have is you might have the equivalent of what is a – this is the Skitari equivalent of a, a, a knight or a custode, like something that's just way more Do you advanced. just compare these to gray knights? In terms of like the, the technical augmentation they would have to a, a standard – uh, space yeah, marine. like a like a regular marine to a gray knight compared to like a regular skitari to one of these praetorians. Yes. Where do primaris fit on this range? <laughs> they don't. The, like <laughs> at the very top on the pedestal that above, they so rightly above custodes. Yes. Well, <laughs> at the pedestal they have so rightly deserved in the in the lore mark <laughs> at the rate games workshop is going yeah uh i would love to see these though so um, the yeah, praetorians sure. like when i'm reading them online i get a very different view than what you share it, so right yeah. that's easy enough to just chalk up to once again different which author me- is writing also well, which, which in universe which yeah. magos is in oh. control of them yeah. is it 30k sure. or is it 40k because in 40 sure. uh the, the only reference i've seen in 40k is that they have gear tracks and multiple legs and they're these like walking death treads in in 30k there's a reference and it's almost like a, a noble hyper elite warrior with like a staff that's like a transuranic blade that's vibrating and you're like that just sounds like an infiltrator though different um i can, it's made out of an augurin yeah it's it's still again this very beefy because they've gone through a lot more of like the uh biogenetic upgrading than a regular yeah. skatari would well that makes sense because what lexicanum would say is that they're either created out of an augurin mm-hmm. or vacron flesh yeah. and vacron is going to be obviously genetically created yeah. these are these are your uh heavy platform carriers yeah. it'd be cool so, to so see a representation of them on the table though yeah. i was gonna see uh, they're not on the table though no yeah yeah so it'd be nice to get some clarification but don't email games workshop because they won't get back to you <laughs> back to you they no, just won't give you an answer yeah exactly <laughs> are you speaking from experience mark is there a story no, behind I, that eric just emailed them um asking a question a very in-depth rule question and what they say back to you they said oh did you read the rule <laughs> read the rule and i was like oh thanks games workshop oh you're, you, you're what the you, best what do you mean it's funny because when i, I emailed them about like, uh, mechanicus or lore questions they, they just open with hi colin <laughs> <laughs> like they know you personally <laughs> no yeah i uh it was i wish they responded I just, yeah at least they responded yes but it, <laughs> it was, was an like, automated response it, <laughs> didn't do shit. it was it was an automatic response it's like step one read the rule step two go upstream step, step three follow the rule <laughs> step four roll a <laughs> dice oh god yeah no i didn't get the answer i wanted but i don't expect them to reply to everyone anyways let's continue on after the praetorians we have the skatari vanguard uh so this is actually the most commonly seen unit of skatari like when you think of skatari infantry this is probably what you're imagining one of two one of two that are rangers mm-hmm. right so i like uh, to think these guys are more prominent though that, that is what you like to think. I like to think a lot that of things. Is what that like doesn't mean you're always right, though, Mark. I'm just saying. I, this convers- is what I like to think. We had a conversation about that. They're, they're pretty the equally represented in the artwork throughout the Codex. Um, Honestly, I, I can't tell them apart so, because I don't know what their individual so, guns look like. So Vanguard have a Prussian helmet. like just It's a big metal helmet. A Rangers have a hood. That's the major difference between the two. 
I don't get it. Okay, obvious, so, di- <laughs> obvious differences here, man. Metal helmet. Look, hood. Okay, yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. Mark's wearing a hoodie hood. down. Yeah. Now the yeah, hoodie's off. You're yeah. still so marked down, difference. but you're but still yeah. Mark. <laughs> that's what I don't understand. So, you're just hood Mark or no hood Mark. So, no, uh, Steve? Yeah. Cyber Steve. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, what do the, so, the weapon. So, a Skatari Vanguard is equipped with a radium carbine. Uh, you're effectively using weaponized um, radiation pallets. It's, it's, a, it's a radiation assault rifle it's a death ray it, this has got to be one of their most terrifying weapon class of weapons it's, in, in my it's opinion wild. when i first read them i'm like how's that going to kill someone quickly because you think of radiation as this slow. slow infectious thing and it's like no 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 they've they've hyper weaponized it <laughs> to the fact that it hits you and it's like a it's, poison yeah, it's more like a laser if anything i equated a little bit to like the dark eldar poisons is that this sure. thing is going to hit you and it's just going to ravage through your body pretty damn quick isn't the radiation yeah. on these guns so wild that the guys using it get kind of buggered up from it that too? is true yeah. there's a couple points points where they're uh, getting ready for landing and they take off their helmets and like their teeth are all falling out they have no hair uh <laughs> Their bodies are just like decaying, and many of them, because they've had that part of their body about discomfort turned off, they're like, "All right, it is what it now, is. I can still function." Yeah. Do you think becoming a Skatari is a choice? Sometimes, uh-huh. like obviously, there's fat grown and they wouldn't have a choice. But if you chose to become a Skatari because you're like super fanatical, would you be able to choose to become what you want to do? Um, I'll use the example of Stryka because he's one of the most noble Skatari in the fiction. Is that he was a he worked on a forge. Okay. And he wanted to do something else other than working on that forge. He's never implied to be hyper-religious from that experience, but he saw it as a way of getting beyond. Sure. When he moves up in rank, he moves into a Skatari um, uh, position, and then he becomes a, um, a Skatari Alpha and a Skatari Primus. Yeah. Um, so usually if you're getting augmentics to become something really hyper elite it's not because you want to it's because your tech priest has said i have a very specific combat purpose that i need fulfilled <laughs> yeah yeah and, and that's and, what i would assume and your name just happened to be on the top of the pile yeah. you're, you're the new primus good job mark <laughs> right <laughs> place right time you know you're the only one who survived your entire unit being wiped out so yeah. you're getting a bit of an upgrade um skatari vanguard are I, I love the weapon. Uh, the, they're, they've got the little radiation carbines uh, that are just glowing with very un. They look very ill. Uh, I'm not talking like Nurgle sick, but like you know, holding that and you're not you're gonna put it down and be like, I don't feel so good, you guys. You won't be having kids so good, after Mr. you touch Star this rifle. <laughs> and there's also a specific reason why whenever they are boarded onto a uh, Skatari uh, or sorry a Mechanicus or even an Imperial ship, they load them on at separate times than the rest of the Imperial Guard. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because even just being around them, it's so bad. Yep. Yeah. Well, the guard has two important jobs to fight and die for the emperor uh-huh. and make more guardsmen. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and if you're standing right next to what is effectively a walking Chernobyl, you're not going to yeah. be able to do the second one yeah. very well at all. No. So, And you're not going to be able to do the first one at some point. Yeah. No, that's yeah. when you just start an ab human regiment, guard regiment. Yeah. That's a good way for the commissar to just shoot you. Oh, <laughs> you, you don't want to become an ab human. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Vanguard are known because of this to have a very short lifespan. Yep, radiation ravages yeah. them quickly, and they are constantly being pulled back from the front line for fixes. Yeah, and you've been ravaged. Let's and, give you some new organs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or just even just general repurposing. Like, yeah, ah, we need some more servitors. <laughs> really, that is, that is the end of the lifespan of a, of a broken Skatari is either they've been so damaged but they can use the parts to become a servitor or they can become raw stalkers and infiltrators, infiltrators which yes. we'll talk about later yeah. but uh, before we get into those let's talk about rangers 
Yes. So they are equipped with uh, galvanic rifles and are used for more long-range combat. Uh, they are relentless infantry that excel at hunting and killing. So where the uh, the vanguard, they have a limited lifespan. These guys, they don't have that limited lifespan. They're essentially almost immortal. They follow you for decades if they want. Like They just walk across an entire continent following you. Yeah, and they just won't give a fuck. They'll just slowly walk after you, and you go to one city, and they'll raise it. And if you run yeah. away again, they'll just follow your ass again. <laughs> exactly. You've they got, will get you. You've got that Mechanicus sense of purpose. I need something that gets in there really fast and dies quick and very short-term, like very short-term. Yeah. Or I need something that's very long-term. Yeah. The Mechanicus aren't saying, well, let's... As an army, they're not a... Uh, jack of all trades it's yeah. give me the exact specialized thing i need and it is like a surgical knife yeah efficiency is yep. they're all about efficiency mm-hmm. cool uh, any other what's, yeah, what, what about the what's gal- a galvanic yeah, rifle anything rifle? special so uh galvanic think of them as like high impact uh rounds kind of like similar to a bolter but then okay. you just wave your fingers and you say well there's some uh dark age of technology yeah. there's some uh hyper gravity based yeah that's what i think uh, when i think yeah. of like galvanic like either gravity or like using magnets or like those type of forces <laughs> magnets messing stuff up even in the 41st millennium <laughs> that's true though they shooting do. shooting rare earth magnets <laughs> oh, no, no, not shooting but like, oh, whoa, you can't have that near the Skitari. It'll fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Skitari, 41 RAM. How are you? 8R, 8R. Oh, no, I put the galvanic rifle right next to his head for, during the, loading. That's so just... you take it away and he's got like a red tint in his left eye that just won't go away. How do you kill uh, Skitari? You just bring a big magnet. Oh, <laughs> not wrong. Tinfoil. Uh, also tin works. Oil hat. Well, that's so they can't read your thoughts. Yeah. Wait, How do you free yourself the from the tech priest? You wear a tinfoil tin hat. hat. <laughs> that's how you intercept their signals. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Sicarian infiltrators and Sicarian rust stalkers. Mm-hmm. Colin kind of mentioned it, but let if you were a Skatari vanguard or ranger and your body is so damaged that they can't put it back to being what you were, you've got two options. One is to become a servitor and fulfill your life doing something else, menial probably. What's left of your life. Yeah. <laughs> or they place you to become an infiltrator or a rust stalker. Yeah, and what, what's crazy about these guys, so when you're, you, the requirement is you have to have a torso, limb stumps, and a head. But uh, what's crazy is when they replace the bionics with these guys, like they'll give them like goat legs. Where normally bionics in the Imperium is very much like based off a human form where these ones get cr- more crazy like four elbowed arms you know like it gets way more it's like general grievous exactly it gets way more kind of just efficiency as opposed to representing a human form and we talked a little bit about that with biomimicry of the mechanicus taking on the foundations of not like the chaos like crazy scorpions and yeah. stuff like that but they're looking at forms of of distant ancient human past walking means a lot to the mechanicus yeah. because of their their convoys that existed on mars goats there's also kind of this translation to like the old pilgrimages that existed on ancient earth you know and the thing is if you look at records in the paralympics now people who have prosthetics are actually uh, some of them i i don't have the statistic for but they're pushing numbers that th- 
you remember when they invented those swimsuits that allowed people to swim faster than Olympic athletes just because yeah. of like the fabrics in them? It's the same. It, it's because yeah. they, they use like shark skin and they're using sure. different. Uh, you're effectively. Like, you're not going to be no Michael, Michael Phelps there, Mark, but you'll, you'll be close. Yeah. <laughs> you may get a bronze or something. So do that. Do, do the same thing with the legs. Uh, use prosthetics that are going to allow you to go beyond what a human would be able to yeah. do and you get the infiltrators. But it's a brain. It's a like a spine stem and a torso. It still thinks like us. It, it Probably. is. Probably. Yeah. But Most, they mostly. Are, they, mostly. Are, they are grim, though. The, 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 specifically the rust stalkers. Uh, infiltrators are, uh, they have a lot more of the technical upgrades. So what they'll do is they'll, they're used as a shock troop um, by the Mechanicus. They'll uh, jump in beto- uh, behind enemy lines. They have scramblers that effectively are just like sending out a signal of white noise. So you're like, oh, I'm having troubles focusing. Why does my head hurt? Why are my ears bleeding? Why is my nose bleeding? Uh, I can't think straight. And then... Why can't I feel my everything? And then your head's on the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they'll do that. They carry with them taser goads or different power blades, uh, flechette blasters. And they'll also... Um, as they, they run in and they're jumping around, uh, deep striking, their head can spin around 360 degrees. Is it that their head can spin 360 degrees? Think of it like R2-D2. Has How that dome on top, uh, okay. it's the sensors connected to that? Yeah, oh, I, didn't I thought if, they could just... I thought it was more be, like... Looked like yeah, I, I thought there was just sure. optical inputs everywhere around them. I wasn't so, sure if it was like R2 and just his head had to turn if it were, or if it was like IG-88 and it was just had sensors all around. So for people that don't understand Star Wars, <laughs> I'm sorry, go watch Star Wars. Uh, but, but what it That's is, right. is, it's effectively that you're wearing a trash can up to what is your mouth or your chin and the trash can has a sensor on the front and it can spin around but your neck and your jaw are still oh it's your it's your helmet that's doing the spinning and not so much your head like on the poltergeist yeah you're not poltergeist you're not like "Ah!" (laughs) exorcism (laughs) yeah Okay, but yeah, those are those infiltrators are more shock troops. Yeah, you know, like go disrupt, disorient, make a you know diversion so the rest of us can get into position. Yep. Uh, Now, Sicarian rust stalkers are the other route that a severely injured. Skatari can take, yep. and they are more used as assassins. Yep, they sneak into places. They will go under the cover of darkness. Um, they are they use transonic weapons. They like they hum, they vibrate. They can cut through a molecule. Um, they please monomolecular. Don't talk to me about molecular weaponry, okay? So I will flay you molecule by molecule. And they're very fast, and they they are kind of that lightning fast leaping goat monster cybernetic human. Excellent. They are often called shivs. What are? Uh, rust stalkers. Okay. Because they have uh, like blades Short that also blades. are transonic and they stab their opponents, uh, enemies so quickly and so many times that it just looks like a blur apparently. It's, it's like uh, from Futurama, the one robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one weapon we forgot to mention just on transonic because you've got the blade is also the trans uh, transoranic archibus, which okay. is carried by the rangers and that's their long range sniper weapon. Uh, that is that is, the one where it's two models on a single base? Well, it's one model. It's got like a stand on the end of the rifle. Uh, on the oval base? Yeah. Mm. I think it is. And so what it is, it's that <clears> thing, is that they're firing a rifle penetration round that vibrates. And that's what the weapon is, and that's why it does the damage it does. My girlfriend will like the sound of that. Penetrating bullets. <laughs> Penetrating vibrators. <laughs> what bullets. Else, what else you got? What else you got? Um, so we have another thing that I actually had never heard of until I started, started to do research for this, and I have no idea how to say this, so... High spacists, high spacists, high spacists, hispacists. High spacists? 
How do you say it, Colin? Hispasis. His- oh, of course. Hispasis. Oh. His- With a heavy lisp. Hispasis. Hispasis. So let's talk about the Hispasis. They're effectively guardsmen. Uh, level with las guns yeah that like they are definitely compared to that but as, just because they are skatari they are going to have some kind of augmentation yeah they probably would be better in the lore than your average guardsman they with, are. with all their modifications and at the very least um they're they're said to have emotional suppression surgery so yeah. they will just react more rationally and coolly than a regular guard. Yeah. Okay, so these are mo- more human than yeah, the rest yeah. of the Skatari. The- yes, yeah, they're the so, more human side of the cyborg, whereas the Skatari is the more cyborg part of the equation. Yeah, yeah. like you could just <laughs> see these guys as like a garrison force, like just stand here, hold this ground until like you know we come and claim the artifact. Like they don't need to be these crazy things. Like no, they're just kind of fucking. Yeah. They're, they're like just, the mall cops. Yeah, but, exactly. But the tech know. priest still needs the ability to control them and whatever data they are receiving, he yeah. still needs the ability to see it. Yeah. So they are still connected. Yeah. Hispastis. <laughs> no, there's no T in there. The hispasists. There is a T. Well, not where you put it. Hispastis. <laughs> it's such a uh, weird word, eh? Spell it out. Just add two I's to the end. Hispacity. 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 That is the naming convention because the next one you get are the Sagittarii. Yes, and so the next three that we listed, uh, they are <clears throat> less infantry. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, like, so the, the Sagittarii, or Sagittari, Sagittarius, you know, mm-hmm. a centaur. Uh, these are the heavy weapons operatives. Whoa. That, it's oh, the... Sagittarius. Sagittarius? It's Did a you? Zodiac sign. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> so... <laughs> These are uh, heavy weapons operatives. This is a Christian that- home. No, Zod- <laughs> None of that Zodiac <laughs> bullshit here. Zodiac. <laughs> Guys, I already brushed this area with sage. You hear Mark's <laughs> coming down the stairs? Mark's mom coming down the stairs? <laughs> mom, get out! Uh, we did the sage uh, scrub. Right. <laughs> So Sagittarii are heavy weapons, guys. Mm-hmm. But um, they are separate from heavy weapons in the Hyspasis units. Yeah, so or they even can... like regular Skatari have heavy weapons in yeah. them. Like, these are different. They are not represented on the tabletop. No, they are not. No. So, and like even on like the online, it's tough to find anything beyond this tiny little <laughs> yeah. line on them. It's because so. they got folded into what is the next one. Ah, the Ballisteria. Mm-hmm. So the Ballisteria are the are the other sort of the artillery unit. So if the Sagittaria are the um, the mortar team, for example, well, on the tabletop, it's like, let's just get rid of that and let's just uh, give them the Ballisteria, which on the tabletop you see with a dual kit, which is either the Sidonian Dragoon or the Iron Strider Ballisteria, which is effectively the giant chicken walker that has a guy glued into the front Legs have been chopped off. He's stuck with wires, and he is effectively the purpose of this uh, perpetual motion machine that allows him to charge into combat. And Skatari hops on the back and either mans a um, Cognus uh, uh, Stubber, a Laz gun, or they, a heavy weapon. Heavy weapon, and uh, or they uh, say screw the heavy weapon. They grab a long taser lance and they charge into combat. Yeah. Now, just to go back for a quick second, I'm not sure if we put our notes wrong or if you mm. said it wrong. Um, the Bad Ballisteriae? Ballisteriae Iron Striders, yeah. So our notes are wrong then. No. Because uh, the Ballisteria in our notes are responsible for artillery units. Yeah, like Ballista. Yeah. And so the. But uh, cataphrac- Cataphracti are they, armor units. The range. Of, yeah, no. The ours tanks. are correct. Yeah. You, you don't have anything in your notes for the cataphract. You just say the cataphract. No, no, okay. Hold on. <laughs> 
Ballisteria are artillery units, and they are responsible for ordinatus. Yes. 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 Cataphracti are responsible for armored units of the Skatari. Yes. So, Doomcrawlers, Rhinos, yes. Predators, Land Raiders, Bane Blades. Yes. So, okay. what was wrong? My notes say I, the cataphract. <laughs> no, I, I thought... I'm not responsible for that. I thought, uh, I thought you were saying the, like, Iron Striders within the Ballisteriae. When they're they're not. So a iron strider is called a Ballisteriae iron strider. That is sure. the name. That is the name of the model. Sure. It, and they have heavy weapons. So sure. even though it's on a chicken walker, yeah. it is considered a artillery unit and not an armored cavalry. Yeah, it's not unit. an armor. Okay, so our notes are wrong. That's what I'm saying. No. What? Yes, it's an be- artillery unit. Mm-hmm. But in our notes, where do we say that chicken walkers are cataphractic? Iron striders. Oh, Never mind. Let's, 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 let's move past it. I'm just yet. trying to give you the fact You said uh, that. What? Well, you told me to write that. Oh, sure. Well, uh, and that's what you, I was wondering. If we were wrong I and see. I was going to pass You were off. beyond us, Mark. Sorry. So, I was still under Balisteria and I'm like, we're on Balisteria. It's correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. No, one we're good. One that's mentioned, though, too, though, is uh, the Ordinatus. Which oh, get, Mark, out of, here, get out of here! Let me touch. Um, let me touch you. This for good. Although it mentions Ornas, should not be right uh, should not be confused <laughs> with the part of the Adeptus Mechanicus, which is the Ordo Reductor, who actually controlled the large Ordinatus weaponry. Ah, yeah. I oh, had okay. That yeah. Yeah. This totally. was a question we were wondering. Yeah. So you don't get the artillery guys being like, "Well, I've got my chicken walker. Let me just bring in this giant sonic death cannon." Sure. With a let me destroy this planet. Yeah. So <laughs> what happens is the Ordo Reductor is just another piece, like the Skitarier one, Cybernetica is another order yeah. reductor is another titan guard or the secutari are another they the tag- could all the tagmata tagmata yep. yeah who focus more on the, like the cybernetic and yeah. like really out there yeah. um they're different yeah. so the, the next would be the uh cataphracti not to be confused with terminators <laughs> uh cataphracti are the um that was such a weird argument <laughs> it wouldn't sense. be an episode without an argument yeah though, so mark is just giving you notes an at this the is start. a weird misunderstanding Anyways. Aren't they all? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cataphracti are the units that are uh, would oversee the upkeep, maintenance, and uh, marching of the Dune Crawlers, which are uh, hopefully just the first of a heavy weapon platform that's available to the Adeptus Mechanicus. Oh, and it's such a great model too. It's your I crab walker, it. four legs, walks forward, and it has uh, either uh, some sort of stubber, has an eradication ray, which is a Mechanicus Melta, effectively. Is that the mech in the start collecting box? That is the four-legged robot. Robot, uh, okay. Uh, looks, like, uh, looks like an ATST. Look, I can do Star Wars too, but with four <laughs> legs. Well, that'd be a NADAD, Mark. No, no, no. Oh, God, you're right. Uh, <laughs> no, the cockpit I meant. Uh, the there ATST. is also reference to larger things in the ca- uh, cataphracti, uh, which are effectively walking. Uh, Hmm. <laughs> well, that could have been way weirder. <laughs> yeah, that could have been. Uh, Your porn has been downloaded. Well, Here's yeah. some movies matching two girls, one cup. <laughs> uh, matching a, a dreadnought, like a ship, like a boat. Give it 12 legs and have it walk along the, the ground. <laughs> and and so there's been some stuff in the rumor engine that looks like Dunecrawler pieces, but of the other ones. I get really hyped because they are all based on this unit from ancient Mars called uh, the Mule, which is, if you think of what we have on Mars right now, our little rover that has gone to sleep, I like to imagine that well, sleep, r- you mean peace. it died. It's gone to well, sleep. Well, you put a new battery in it. It's fine. If, if you, br- if you bro- blow the sand off of his solar panels... <laughs> it will start and, working. ...and park him yeah. out in the sun, he'll spark back up. It's <laughs> Wally. Uh, but 
so, at some point they won't though. That's no. just how it works. But if you go to uh to Mars and we get there and that little robot has somehow rebuilt itself and now it's like the size of a uh you know a, a small a grocery store. Is that something we legs. should be concerned about? Uh, you you're not? We should write a letter to NASA and be like, I really want I'm to make sure you're not deeply concerned here. That's what I'm prepping for. <laughs> should, should, should we just get Trump to send like a cruise missile and just like fucking nuke Mars? <laughs> Probably. Just nuke. to be safe. Yeah. Just can't, to be safe. You can't trust the red planet. <laughs> <laughs> we need big. to build a wall <laughs> to keep Mars away. And that's how the Ring of Iron was built so around Mars. We did it wrong. Um, so the cataphractic, though, other um, other mechanical walkers. Um, and so they get big. Some of them have mount, multiple mounted turrets that uh, move around. Again, not represented on the tabletop yet. Yeah. Anything that adds more like cool heavy vehicles for the mechanic mechanicus because they just have such a cool flavor yeah. with this guitar. Yeah, so it's so very are they different. Kind of lacking from... heavy vehicles on the tabletop, or I, I don't know much about them. They have in the one heavy vehicle uh, as the Dune Crawler, which is their primary tank. It has four different like weapon types. Uh, the Icarus away array is the one that's like strikes fear into people for anti flyer. Um, you've got the neutron laser, which is what all las guns wish they could be. Um, <laughs> this gets us more into like the conversation about the different weapon types. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of room for this to grow. Which is, uh, if you think of yeah. a demon it, engines and how different they all look, yeah. they all have a basis in something, and that's what I would hope to see more models of. Yeah, like it's such a new model range, and uh, yeah, they're only going to see more of it yeah. as long as they stop. Yeah. giving us primaris oh fuck good luck bud well we well, got a new they've primaris. been giving a us man, a lot of, a man can dream <laughs> they, they've been giving us a lot of chaos recently which has gotten me uh <laughs> moist in places i shouldn't be <laughs> where his eyes are yeah. crying he's so oh, oh, okay i was like oh. is it like your upper back like that, that <laughs> place fingertips yeah odd place um and there's only a couple more mm-hmm. that we want to list and uh, one being protectors so these are like regular, well, they're humanoid still shape. Uh, these are just individuals. They have been uh, genetically engineered, augmented, uh, and they're known for wearing red robes and bronze masks. Um, this, that like clothing that they're wearing, as well as like the, the the staffs, the staves that they carry, mark them as bodyguards to tech priests. So they don't function within the real like hierarchy of yeah. like the Skatari Legion, yeah. they are specifically personal bodyguards. bodyguards. They're effectively set pieces. You know, any you have a, a new adept tech priest who is going to walk up to a, uh, a shrine at a forge world, and there's these two protectors, and they talk about how incredibly like dangerous they feel because you know under those robes it's just nothing but like the highest end technology and things that could move within like, like just a snap second and destroy. 50 orcs in the blink of an eye and all they ever do is they just stand around and look intimidating again <laughs> that makes sense not represented on the tabletop no. <laughs> and then the very last thing um are a couple secutaris so they're in a different branch outside the skataris but they are still skatari they are have been folded into the army on the tabletop so the one thing that we weren't asking for uh got folded <laughs> in uh as part of a forge world release line uh for titan guard now they are skatari who get loaned out to the collegia titanica and they become titan guard so that's the skatari connection it's not yeah. like the order reductor it's like yeah. totally different yes. yeah these guys came from skatari and thus they return 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, okay, they're on loan to guard the Titans. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought they received like special augmentations to well, be able st- to. They pick probably up. do. They do. Uh, oh yeah, they have like but it magnetic and they legs have and shit like that, so they can just walk on them. Well, they will. Huh, res- they will do. receive upgraded arms that can like withstand the the punch of an orc or something like that. Allows them to carry large um, uh, mag reverter shields, which can effectively re- <laughs> it's like Black Panther with that suit that reverses the, the energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This has been a pop culture bonanza episode. I have to say, <laughs> uh, it's because uh, realistically the. The um, Adeptus Mechanicus is an army that has so many bits and pieces from all over pop culture of like, you want weird sci-fi? Well, it's, it's so steampunky, yeah. it's really sci-fi, it's really grungy and dirty. There's it's also hard to cool... talk about, though, without making these other examples because it, sure. it's not because a... Because it pulls so much from so many things kind of thing? or Well, yeah, but it's also you don't really have a, a basic language. If you say there's a guardsman, it's a guy in space with a laser gun, you go, okay, now you say I have a Skatari. It's a genetically augmented human being with cybernetically enhanced yeah you have to do a lot more talking through of all the different things that make them did i mention that their priests can use them like a puppet sorry these cyborgs have priests like (laughs) it it gets a little weird but uh so the titan guard they have the secutari axiarchs the hoplites and the peltas yeah uh axiarchs Mm -hmm. are the leaders um the hoplites are those guys with the shields and the arc lances they would be the ones running at a close range or to say if anything's gonna or or, or like if tyranids or climbing up the titan's legs there'll be the ones fighting on the legs to keep that's the whole purpose yeah they're literally there to make sure nothing gets stuck in the gears of the legs (laughs) yeah they're just making sure spears are more just like to get stuff they're they're scraping it off they're squeegees yeah Yeah. i'm gonna do a kit bash of a skatari hoplite with a squeegee and he's gonna be standing (laughs) next to mark's titan and just squeezing (laughs) off a bunch you just gotta put a small magnet behind of one of mark's armor plates on the leg and then a magnet on the base of your model and it'll stick on there i can't put put magnets on a skatari i'm gonna wipe his brain (laughs) that's Uh, how you do it uh and then the last one is the uh, secretary peltas who were really cool uh, rules-wise in 7th, some of it's carried over, but what they're giving is they're given uh, uh, multi-purpose weaponry. So they're kind of like uh, what you get from Death Watch, where they have a gun that has three different functions. Sure. Uh, so they either have a long-range heavy, uh, so it's just like a high-impact shell. Uh, they can either do a short-range, like rapid-fire energy uh, weapon, or what they can do is they can also shoot indirectly. So it's like shooting like little rocket-propelled grenades. So, uh, yes, something you shots. don't need line of sight for. Yes. Yeah. The other th- cool thing, though, cool. and one that's touched in one of the books, is that it's not a, it's not a Secutari, but they I think this probably ins- uh, was inspired or inspired it, is that they shoot a canister up into the air, they explode and it turns into all of this, this gas. Well, then they light that on fire. So in the tabletop, you can actually shoot these, um, these the guns can detonate the, the clouds of this weapon profile, create cover. But in the oh, books, yeah. they've also used that to detonate and that, that same sort of technology. They detonate, they light it on fire, and then as uh, Tyranid bioforms are flying through this to land on the planet, they're catching on fire and dying before they hit land. you got to be very sure which one of those you're firing. Yeah, Get that right? squad cover! <laughs> <laughs> accidentally light them on fire. Yeah, you got to be very careful, for sure. I meant to provide them cover with my fucking death fog. There, there's actually only... As it leaves, as it... Oh, look down at your... Oh, oh, shit. There's a 13% chance of this on the Forge World of Gryah. We have been attempting to reduce this problem for the last 3,000 years. Uh, yeah, and that... That's kind of the end of... It's a pretty good understanding of Skatari. Yeah, yeah, that's everything we felt we wanted to share. Is, uh, you feel like we're missing anything? Uh, four weapon types. Uh, the You've got the uh, Graviton. Uh, which is like that earth gravity uh, pressure weapons. You've got the phosphor, lights people on fire. 
it's effectively napalm, really. Well, it's more than that, but... Or to be, like, more like a white phosphorus kind of thing. It is a white phosphor, yeah. Where where that shit just does not burn out. It'll burn underwater. Yep, Yep. You've got radium, uh, which is, well, radiation. But the last one we didn't mention is arc. Uh, Oh, yes. We've mentioned... This is one of my favorite parts of the army. Uh, It's the cool-looking blue weapon. has, like, a light blue glow, white kind of highlight edges on it. It's crackling electricity. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Shoots lightning bolts. You're shooting lightning. <laughs> As an electrician, I find this particularly appealing. Yeah. Um, so uh, in in the book, uh, Skatarius, uh, the character for Stroika, he's got these two arc rifle pistols. And what happens is uh, he just will electrocute orcs and they're burning and singeing from the, the heat of the electricity. Their bodies are convulsing. But what he'll <laughs> then do is he'll just pop the, what is effectively the magazine shells out of the bombs of them. The double A batteries. Yeah. His legs will open up because they are prosthetic. They open up new battery magazines will pop up. He'll slam the trips of the pistols into the thigh loaders <laughs> on his titanium legs. Yeah. Reloads them guns back up. And it is That's so very cinematic. Very oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and so, uh, the, when they, a lot of the time when they're holding onto these weapons, they also integrate into their cybernetic, uh, uh yeah, I did also hear that they can actually get like data inputs right into their weapons. Yep. So as their weapons are shooting things, uh, they're, like their their, their brain is like uh, accounting for recoil, and they like just know yes. exactly how much yeah. like and, and, and the and the gun is feeding information back too. Oh, it's the pressure here. I'm giving 0.2 percent more exactly. recoil. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or like oh, I'm I'm going to the left, or I'm going to the right. Like yeah. Oh, it's a little windy here, dog. So just aim exactly, like aim like yeah. 12 degrees to the right. Soldiers in this army are supported by incredible information heads up displays but all these things are also being made automatic by their cogitator and their brain working in this perfect blissful machine god uh uh, like just yeah perfect uh (laughs) it's it's a synergy so again they're collecting this data they're they're firing off it's a elite force that when you think about the scope of the army though this is the other half of the imperium Mars and the Mechanicus, this would be their equivalent of the Imperial Guard. Yeah. It's and definitely you, not as many as the Not Imperial as many, Guard. but they try to make but up for that quantity better. with a better quality. Yeah. Much better quality. Yeah. 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 Anything else we want to share before we cut her loose? Cut loose to the wind, I think, bud. All get right. your get your unessential memories wiped. You are made for combat now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Grind um, those yeah, legs yeah, off. Yeah, I'm signing up for to get my legs ground here before yeah, we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got some hamburger. I got to <laughs> I got to green stuff some more robes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I got there, green stuff roller in my car. Oh, excellent. Is there a difference on the tabletop if you have the robes on your Skitari? Does it add anything? Plus or, one or, to weapon skill. They are not considered a special piece of war gear. Okay. Uh, I think that that actually could be a way for them to... to At the very least, there should be a relic. There should be a relic, I agree. That that was a way that they could grow in additional like uh, you know campaign books is that you give a Skitari a special piece of their war gear that gives them better saves or gives them their squad a higher leadership. I was going to say, it sounds like you want better leadership. Well, it's, it's their the, units are pretty small, so yeah, yeah. yeah and you're, that's reflected you're not, in the you're not having too. like you're not having like fifteen squad no. units. So. The, the last one though, uh, a lot of servo skulls with this army. Skatari <laughs> uh, infiltrators have them. Yeah. Um, you, let's put it this way: if you're buying an Adeptus Mechanics army, you're going to have servo skulls 
all over the place. <laughs> they fit into any model oh, yeah. very well. Always. Uh, and usually what happens is a Skitari uh, Primus or an Alpha will have one that's kind of like a parrot that will sit on his shoulder and fly oh, yeah. off, survey, scout the battlefield. You can send him for scouting missions yep. and stuff. I think in that Skitarius book, he makes pretty good use of his skull there. That one also has a little bit of a personality, yeah. which is great because it, <laughs> it, it, it kind of just like chirps about. And and, <laughs> and Skitari work alongside the other piece of the Mechanicus, the Cult Mechanicum. So they are surrounded by servitors and they recognize that they're different than them and they kind of have this strange kind of cousin fealty it's it, huh. they, they treat servitors a lot better than people in the imperium do you if you're a guardsman yeah. you're kind of repulsed you're like this is they horrible. know that that's their last step in life yeah <laughs> to be a servitor yeah so whereas Skitari will actually speak to them as they are as divinely blessed by the Omnissiah and they treat them with a little bit more respect, which the first time you see that, you're like, these things, look, they have no gums. They are like <laughs> half their faces gone. Servitors are terrifying to look at. And then you have someone who's just like being just respectful to it. Treating it like a, a person again, almost. Well, it's, it's again that idea of like there's machine spirits. There's this. The they they, they, they have a idea. connection, a more, hmm. a better connection to the Omnissiah than your average person. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, well, in the great gears of the Mechanicus machine, the fighting constructs of the Omnicide become greater than their parts. Gentlemen, let's hold hands and say a, a silent prayer for our machine gu- guys. Why Domine aren't you holding my hand? Ah, You've this. clearly I'll, turned I'll, I'll off I'll just your, do the uh, sign of the gear. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't want to hold your hands. Uh, nobody said no homo, so. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust them now. Yeah, yeah, never know. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Colin. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, uh, thanks for the invite, guys. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah I yeah. hope you guys have like a pretty clear understanding of the Skatari, the Legion Skatari now of the Cult Mechanicus. If and you don't Adeptus email Mechanicus. us. <laughs> yeah, Colin will be more than email happy. Colin specifically. He'll be more than happy to you find help me you online. out online. You can uh, find Lorehammer on Facebook, on yeah. Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, I don't know. Could be at uh, 3,000 hey. followers on Instagram in uh, any second now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Working pretty it. wild. Yeah. Join us for an Instagram live. Those are pretty fun. Yeah, Mark does some great painting uh, hangouts. And, uh, oh, he does okay painting. Hang- wow, he does wow. painting hangouts. Yeah, there we go. Mark does hangouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark hangs go. out. Yeah. Every once in a while, Christian is on there too. Then it's okay. Yeah. For Just- the last time. <laughs> For the last time, of course. No, no. He's not allowed on anymore. Oh, Anyways, uh, that's us wrapping up, guys. Uh, see you later. Thanks for listening. Thank Thanks you. Be to the Messiah. <laughs>